Hello, and welcome to Daily Confefi with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Wednesday, February 19th, and we're happy you're joining us. If it's your first time here, you can find us at unsafespace.com. We do a daily podcast called Daily Confefi, where we just discuss whatever we want, current events, kind of sometimes lighthearted, sometimes more serious. Uh, we also do a podcast called Deprogrammed, which focuses on my old belief system, which I most often call SJW ideology. You can find Deprogrammed on our channel. And that one has a lot of long-form interviews with interesting people um, in all different fields, academia, comedy, knitting. Um, and then we also uh, do a book club. And we're going to be announcing the date soon. We haven't picked it yet, but it should be roughly a month from now. If you want to start reading the book that we're currently reading, it, we're reading uh, Douglas Murray's The Madness of Crowds. And you can get a copy. If you don't already have one, go to unsafespace.com and click on book club and buy it through our affiliate link. And we get a penny or a few pennies. I don't know how much, but we get a penny. Uh, hello, if, Carter. If, how are if you? If we're lucky, if we're lucky, we get a penny. And let me make sure it's yeah. even up there. It's not. It is up there. Oh, it is up there. Okay, good. It's uh, not listed I need to update the, the site, but yes. Yeah, it's not yet listed as the current book club selection, but it's if you scroll down on the book club page, you'll find our, quote, library where we put books that we knew we wanted to do at some point, and it's in there. Yeah, and I'll try and update the page. Uh, also, there are there is other content on Unsafe Space as well. Sometimes we just do random shows. Um, there may be new people that are coming to Unsafe Space who found us from some other channels recently and i would just like to state something very clearly unsafe space is not about social justice ideology we're not dedicated to social justice ideology deprogrammed is that's what that shows for we talk about social justice ideology but uh we are i'm going to read the three things we're about it's very clear on our about page so for any journalist <clears throat> buzzfeed who want to figure out what we're about <laughs> it it says they're not journalists. <laughs> yeah, oh I should have put journalists in quote. We are committed to creating a culture that one fully respects the freedom of speech, two viscerally understands the distinction between the initiation of speech and the initiation of force, and three upholds reason as the only valid tool of cognition, rejecting arguments based on feelings, faith, or force. So that's what we're about, Buzzfeed. You can you can just look at it. There it is. And it seems you need some help understanding the distinction between speech and force. We're here for that. So you can watch and we'll help you figure that out, reporters. So, Carrie, what do you want to talk about article, today? Well, that BuzzFeed article at some point we should talk about. But here's it relates to what I want to talk about. So let me start off with – hold on. taking the boots off. Um, getting comfortable here, guys. I'm not going to cut that out. Off. I'm just leaving that in. This is, this is what happens. Leave it in. This is what happens. So – First of all, thank you to one of our viewers, Heather296, who is a knitter and is uh, she's she made me this beautiful hat. Do you see this? Oh, is that what was in the package that that came? Yes. OK, well, there were two hats. There was this one, which I'm going to wear a different day, which is also lovely. I've I love both of these so much. Awesome. And this one, I don't know if you can see, but all of this, this had to take hours there's so much detail in here different colors and stuff and uh i got these yesterday and i wore the i wore this one to my local coffee shop this morning to do some work and this woman in line behind me came up she was like excuse me did you make that hat i said no uh, a friend of mine did and um and she said basically she was like i can't it's so, so unbelievable that had to take forever and it's 
she said, you tell your friend she has a fan in South Dakota that I guess this woman was visiting Texas. And, um, and then she was asking me about the friend and I said, well, I'll be honest. I don't know her in person yet. She's, I do a podcast. So we start talking about the podcast. I was like, she's watched the podcast, a fan of the show. And she's like, and she took all that time. I'm like, I know, I know it's a little, it did leave me speechless opening it. And I was thinking about, I had reason to think about the word humbling recently and like being humbled. And I was humbled, uh, in the past month in a big way. And I have a friend who's currently being humbled. Um, I I feel like sometimes you go through trials where instead of focusing on, on the, on the trauma or the, the trial or how hard it is, it's better if, if I focus on what is the lesson I'm supposed to be learning here. And sometimes the lesson is to be humbled. And, um, this humbled me in a different way, not in a, like cutting my ego out way or whatever this, I I mean, I guess it did. It humbled me because it made me feel like, what have I done to deserve this? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what have I done to deserve this love and this care and this work? And I just want to say, I'm, I don't know. I was speechless. Thank you. Heather 296 is beautiful and I love it. And I'm aware all the time. And that's all. I don't, I don't want to distract, but I've always been curious about why people use the word humbled when I think they mean the word honored. Like when they're like, Oh, I got this. I'm humbled by this award. I never really understood right. that. Uh, I, cause oh, I agree. Like, I don't get it. I agree. I agree. And I don't, I am honored by this hat, but I am humbled by it as well. Cause it, it made me feel undeserving. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hadn't. Um, yeah, but, I, I guess. I'm not sure I would use the word humble, but yeah, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, and the kind of humbled I was talking about earlier, like when you're going through something hard and traumatic, that's like obvious what kind of humbling that is. Somet- sometimes it is. Failure can be very like, humbling. Trust me. Failure <laughs> can be very humbling. <laughs> yes. I have an expert. Things, <laughs> losing things can be very humbling. Yeah. Uh, not getting what it is you think you want is can be very humbling. And sometimes it's because you don't know what you need. <laughs> and maybe you shouldn't have that thing. <laughs> anyway. Wait, was is okay. that is that a Rolling Stones reference? Did they is that their song? What is it? Oh You can't always get what you want. Is that Rolling Stones? Oh, that is that's a good reference. I never really even thought about that song having a deep meaning before. But yeah, of course it does. You get what you need. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, See, I'm religious after all. It's rock and roll. It's my God. <laughs> rock and roll religion. <laughs> You're funny. Um, okay. Should we talk so, about something real now? No. I have a couple other catch-up things. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tyrant in a hat this, today, this afternoon. Um, yesterday, thank you, Carter, for doing Confess Without Me, and I apologize to... Uh, viewers and I, I did a speaking of humbling, very stupid thing. Uh, found myself on the side of the road without any gas because I decided, no, I can. I, I kept going. No, I can make it. That light is just a suggestion. It'll start beeping when I really need gas. And then uh, I literally was, I was, I could see the gas station in my truck <laughs> stopped on the side of the road. It was so stupid. I'm like, how does this happen to an adult? Anyway, I have to be a Carrie. I don't think I've ever met anyone who actually ran out of gas. So, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an accomplishment. 
I really was sitting there like, who, why does this, how did, how did this happen? As if it happened to me and I didn't let it happen. All <laughs> right. It happened because you didn't put gas in the gas tank. That's how it happened, to be clear. Right. Yeah. So fortunately, I had a friend who lived pretty close and had a gas can. So I didn't have to buy a can, too. And anyway, anyway, I'm here today. Um, so uh, I also want to thank Gracie West for filling in on Monday when I was on vacation. And uh, I know we, you guys talked about the book and I was I briefly got to see part of it and I was in the chat for part of it. This is, a, is an excellent book. I wrote my review of it today. I really, um, well, I really especially love the last probably third of it. I just thought it was very inspiring. So um, Gracie's going to let us give away a copy of this. We'll do it in a different video. But if you guys um, would like, if you like romance, contemporary romance with a, a Christian kind of inspiration to it, but you don't have to be Christian to appreciate this. Um if you are a parent with a kid in college and you're hearing about a bunch of the stuff we talk about, like Z's and Zers and pronouns and, and, you know, uh, toxic whiteness and all this crap, th this is going to be relatable. If you are a kid in college who's struggling with some of those th concepts that you're learning, this is going to be relatable, but, uh, it's, you basically get to go on this journey with the main character. And, uh, I really, I really couldn't recommend it more. It's called Breathing in Water by Gracie West. Okay. And she's going to give a signed copy to give away, right? Yeah, a signed copy we're going to give away later. And also congratulations to Shauna Stitches who won the Tuscan Knits yarn. Okay, so today's topic. Can that be a segue into what, some, something? Yes. <laughs> Just about to do it. Sorry. I'm doing it, sir. I'm doing <laughs> all it. All right. <clears throat> I just want to start the show on, that's all. We we started it. I'm in the show, Carter. Where are you? Catch up. So, <laughs> kidding. So today, uh, I know we talk about knitting a bit. We're going to talk about it a little bit more today because there's been some updates and some interesting developments. So um, if you haven't watched it yet, we did an episode back in July on Daily Kefefe, and it was called The SJW Knitting Circle of Hell. You can find it on our YouTube channel or uh, anywhere else you're listening to the podcast. I know some people were asking where to find it. Um, that is relevant again because this one of the subjects of that video, one of the people we talked about in that video was a knitter. Who, uh, she actually dyes yarn and has her own business called Tuscan Knits. Her name is Maria Tuscan. And she, we did a giveaway with her where she came up with these new beautiful yarn colors and kind of had a bit of fun. She she made fun of the rhetoric, the SJW rhetoric that was used to bully her and harass her and to try and harm her business. Um, the rhetoric that was used to get her banned from knitting conventions, the rhetoric that was used to uh, force knitting designers not to work with her anymore, the rhetoric that was used to get her labeled horrible things like horrible false inaccurate things uh like white nationalists and nazi and all this other crap racist and everything else they've called her under the sun um so she did a, a yarn line and some of those terms were words that we came up with in SJW, our sjw lexicon which was our, our sjw bingo which is a pretty fun way of engaging with SJWs online is to play a game of bingo, a rousing game of bingo. Anyway, so she named her yarn things like problematic and woke and um, sitting in my discomfort is 
uh, emotional labor, all, all these phrases that they use and they use to beat you over the head with and bully you. And, and she, I, I think what she's doing is, and I said this about Sakmatician too, who's a, a knitting designer who also got bullied and harassed um, by this cult of SJW people online is they're both taking something horrible and they're like doing, they're doing a form of spiritual alchemy. They're taking something negative and they're spinning it into something positive and joyful. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. Cause sometimes when negative things happen to you, you just let it destroy you or you let it turn you into, um, a monster yourself. You let it, you let it affect you and in a negative way. And instead of doing that, they've both come out on the other end, having gone through these trials and tribulations, they've come out on the other end and they've turned it into something positive and kudos for her, turned it into something related to her business. So she can try and revive her business. And it was immensely popular. She sold out within a few hours, I think the first Mm -hmm. day. She's currently working on more. She's working on all the orders that came in. We did a giveaway. She did a giveaway. And she's uh, coming out with some new yarn names. But as part of the fallout that followed this is that a lot of the SJW knitters are still attacked. They've they've launched a second assault on her. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit today because I think, it again, it illustrates. You can look at the stuff they say in an educational way because it illustrates you about the belief system and I was talking with someone online today who's not in the knitting world he knows nothing about knitting he's a children's book author and he's talking about the same stuff happening do you know what I mean it doesn't matter what community you're in you don't have to be in knitting for this to apply for it to help you understand this better if you see it happening around you so I mean there are some differences yeah go ahead I mean, it's happened. We've seen it happen in the Gamergate was the first place that this kind of stuff happened, um, but or the first place that I think was talked about. We've seen this in young adult fiction and comic books. Um, this happens in lots of different communities. I think one of the things that strikes people about knitting is it seems like it should be a pretty placid community, and yet this stuff's going on. Can I can I clarify one thing for new people? Sure. I do not view the term SJW as derogatory. I view it as descriptive. I get that people think it's derogatory. I first heard the term SJW from an SJW describing herself as an SJW years ago. This was a term that the social justice activists embraced with pride and referred to themselves as social justice warrior. And so I I use that as a descriptive term that they invented I don't view that as a as a derogatory term. They use it as if th- they now say that other people use SJW as this like, well, you're calling me an SJW. It's like, well, yes, because that was what you call yourself. That's that's the term you use to describe yourself. I'm sorry that you don't like it anymore because people have seen what it means to be a social justice warrior and people have seen that it's a vile thing to be one of these bullies online. I'm sorry that that bothers you, but the term is still SJW. That still applies. That's the ideology. That was yeah. one thing. I and wanted. actually, and I did a, I did a video a while back. It's on our channel called why I use the term SJW. And it, I think it's a great little clip you can share with people if they're, if they're attacking you for using the term. So and I, much like you, Carter, I use the term, because, well, I was an SJW, and yes, we came up with that term. 
and we used it as a badge of honor. And then the second that people started becoming critical of SJW, then we didn't want to use it anymore. But you know what the truth is, is that it doesn't matter what you call it. They are going to get upset because the, the real the real reason they're upset is that you're critical of the ideology. So, A, they don't want you to be able to name it. Right. They, they don't, don't want, want to be identified. Right. If you have a name to it, then you can talk about it and criticize it. They would prefer – ask them. I usually ask them, if you don't like SJW, what would you prefer I use? They usually don't give me an alternate term because it's really not about – that particular term. It's about they don't want you to be able to criticize something and the best they could they're all about controlling language. The best way to keep you from criticizing something is to prevent you from even identifying it or describing it. Yes. So that's that's the main reason they're upset. And and B, A, because they don't want you to name it at all, because that prevents you from talking about it. And B, because you're being critical of it. So it doesn't matter what you call you could call it apple pie. Your ideology is apple pie. I'll just call it apple pie. They'd be like, apple pie is a pejorative. Yeah, because I'm saying negative things about apple pie. <laughs> like, that's right. why it's not a pejorative in and of itself. It's it's not like uh, a word like libtard, which is thrown out as like, oh, libtard. And, you know, another good rule of thumb, if you get into discussions with SJWs, I don't always do this, but I try to. I try to make it about the ideology and not the person. So I try to say if you subscribe to the SJW ideology, or it seems like you subscribe to this ideology, I don't always succeed. Sometimes in, I'm typing fast, whatever. I'm like, okay, SJW is like you or whatever. But most of the time, if you can keep it about their beliefs instead of them and just use it to describe the belief system, if you're trying to like bring the, the, the tension down in a conversation, it's better to focus things on their beliefs than on them use it as a descriptor for the beliefs rather than them. But, you know, I we, we call people SJWs. It's, I don't always succeed at that. Sure. So. And, and like, to be clear, but, the descriptor is social justice. <laughs> the ideology yeah, is called social justice. That's what it's called. Uh, social justice warriors are activists for social justice. That's that's what the definitions are. So There's nothing pejorative about that in and of itself. They just don't like you're using it and in, that you are cr criticizing it instead of praising it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that aside. I think that's important because there's a lot of people now I see um, pushing back against them, which is amazing. So that's okay. So we're going to talk about some of the, the horrible things people said about Tuscan Nets because I just want to highlight this as an example. But um, I do want to say I think there – Catherine Jebson Moore is a journalist, a, a writer. She, uh, she wrote the original like the three Quillette pieces about the SJW wars and knitting – uh, you can find them on Quillette, and they're amazing. It's phenomenal reporting. It ended up leading to a BBC documentary about it called The Purity Spiral. And um, she said something the other day online. She was saying, you know, do you think that this current SJW assault against Maria is a little different than the last one? And I do. I think it's a little different for a number of reasons. One is that there, last time Maria was assaulted, she was pretty much on her own. And people were either too afraid to say anything or they were they betrayed her and just converted to SJWism so they wouldn't be attacked, you know, out of cowardice. Or which feigned, is, at least. Yeah. Or they feigned. Yeah, they pretended. Um, 
But this time is different because there are a ton of people in the knitting community online now on Instagram who are pushing back and who aren't afraid of these bullies anymore. And there's strength in numbers. So when you have you see people around you who aren't afraid anymore, it helps you to get let go of some of your fear. And so there's more people uh, pushing back. And I, I, I think that's really different. And I also think what's different that Catherine Jepson Moore pointed out is that a lot of the big SJW knitters, the ones with the huge followings, haven't said anything. Did you notice that? No, they're not. They're not saying anything against her. Some of the big ones are not. And I, I have my opinions on why that might be. I have some ideas. I think it might be because they've realized that it the actual work. resistance, yeah, that it's not working and that the actual resistance, they like to pretend they're resisting something. They're not, they're pushing the status quo. They're pushing this, what is currently predominant in online culture, this, this cancerous ideology. Um, but the actual resistance to this virus <laughs> is, is growing and they see that. And I think they, they see that it, if they, if they made a big deal about it, it would backfire because she sold out of her yarn almost immediately. And I think the more attention they give her, the more she's going to sell out because the silent majority who's waking up and is refusing to be silent now is not on board with the bullying. They're not on board with the toxicity. They're not on board with the sexism and the racism in the name of ending sexism and racism. That's what these people are about. They're they're not about ending sexism and racism. That's that's what they cloak themselves in. They're about pushing division along identity lines. Yeah. You know, um, you mentioned, just related to this, you mentioned, I think you called her, uh, you think you called it spiritual alchemy? Was that the phrase you used? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, her, her yarns, what you called spiritual alchemy, and you said they were kind of bringing joy to an otherwise bad situation or, or pessimistic situation or negative situation. And one of the things I've seen online is this <clears throat> pushback, which is, well, that's not joyous. You're bullying us. That's bullying. You're the bully because <laughs> you're, you're making fun of us, right? And so I think I just want to address that really quickly. Those names are indeed, it's not wrong to interpret those names as mocking. I interpret them that way. That's why I yeah. think they're funny. They are indeed mocking. Mocking is not bullying. Here's an example, which Jack found for us. Here's an example of bullying. This is someone messaging someone else who follows Maria Tuscan. These are social justice warriors. Amber, I'm not sure if you have seen the drama or not with the post that Tuscan Knits with the yarns that they have put out. I'm sure you're not the one of the people who would support that kind of thing. So I'm <laughs> just here to say you might want to unfollow them as everyone else is and unfollowing anyone who is still following them. I just said to someone that I didn't realize I was following someone who was known to like that stuff. And I'd hope that if anyone saw me on a list of followers, uh, where are my followers that supported something like that, I clearly wouldn't that they would message me to let me know. So I'm doing the same for you. Basically this person saying, look, hey, I, I'm gonna unfollow you because you're following Maria Tuscan, but I'm giving you a warning. This is your opportunity to fall in line. That's bullying. Going and going after someone's business, which is what they've done, calling them outright, like calling individual people racists and Nazis, and we'll see some examples of that. Like that's what bullying is. If they just mocked her and said like, 
ha ha, your names are stupid or your ideology is dumb and they had some clever way to mock that, this would not be an issue. That's not what happened to her. Bull an entire online mob attacked her business, tried to go after her livelihood, succeeded to some level in affecting her business, and did this thing where they started pressuring other people to not even follow people who follow her. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy mob. It's a pitchfork-wielding online mob. That's what bullying is. And to equate mocking your stupid ideology and terminology with that is completely dishonest. That's I couldn't agree more. Uh, a couple things about that message that you should notice. Look at what a coward that person is. They, they are a follower. They have no thoughts of their own. They're, they're a coward. They're like, oh, I was following people who the cult has now decided, the mob has decided is evil. And I'm, I'm giving you a heads up to do the right thing, but I got to unfollow you so the cult don't come after me. You know what I mean? Like, here's my pitchfork. Let me give you yours. Like, yep. join the mob. Yes. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. And I said something um, the other day online that uh, I have quite, did I coin this phrase? Maybe not. But in my mind, I did. I hadn't heard it before. Puppet with a pitchfork. I like alliteration. I, I, really I, did, I don't think I've heard that. So I'll give you credit with coining it. <laughs> it would make a good band name. N Nicole New Mountain People said it's going to be her band name. Um, but yeah, if you are, if you are someone who just blindly follows and repeats stuff and you haven't given any thought to it and you don't have any evidence of what you're saying, like this person is talking about Maria's. There were people online saying, you know, Maria said racist things. Maria posted racist videos. Maria no, she didn't. She didn't. That's a flat out lie. She did and none of those things. Haven't, she did none of those things. And you haven't seen those things. And yet you believe this lie that the cult has told you. You are a puppet. You are a puppet with a pitchfork. You don't even make your own decisions. You don't have your own opinions. The stuff you're spouting isn't even your ideas. You're, somebody is controlling you. What a crazy, depressing, awful way to live. You're not even in control of yourself. Like you're just, well, the pitchfork it's wielding mob is going that way. Let me get mine. Why are we in, it's like being in a, like, hey, why are we, why are we attacking this guy? I don't know. I already said something racist. Let's do it. You know, you're like, you're not even like, you're not even verifying. You're not even verifying what you're telling other people. That's insane. So cowardice, uh, puppetry, you're a puppet. And the other thing about that message is, I mean, that's cult, that is cult-like. Yes. I mean, that's obvious. That's a cult. Yeah. It's you the know? don't associate with wrong thinkers message, which is yeah. cult 101. Mm-hmm. Cult 101, bullying, cult 101. So um, thank you for putting that up. I hadn't seen that one yet, but that is so like them. And I love, they do all this stuff in the shadows too. The thing about them is, and I've noticed this while interacting with them online, and, but it, it makes perfect sense. See, bullies usually, um, they have, they have a, they, they are cowards underneath. You, you guys know, watch any 80s movie. I watched Better Off Dead again recently. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And, you know, the guy, the jock, who's the captain of the ski team, and he's the bully, and he's, like, smacking people in the face, and he's all, like, strutting around. That guy is a coward inside. We used to make movies where it was very easy to see those archetypes, and it helped us understand things better, I think, in our life. Um, 
and, and but that's what bullies are. They're they're projecting. They're acting tough and they're they're focusing on other people and they're trying to control other people because inside they can't control themselves. They're they're desperately not in control of themselves. This woman who's telling the other woman to do the right thing and join the cult and unfollow people and and that woman is not in control of herself. She's a puppet of someone else's. And so um, they're cowards inside. And so a lot of times online, I'm repeating myself, but they, um, in these conversations, they'll say something real nasty and then they immediately block you. So you can't reply, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm like, you're such a fragile little bully. (laughs) Like you, you, you say, talk a big talk, little doggy, but then you're like, Oh, oh, I got to block you because you can't. And, and then they run around uh, if if they do they they like to get into your DMs and privately message you a bunch of bullying stuff, um, so that other people can't even see it because deep down I think honestly I think deep down they know they might they, part part of them probably thinks they're the good guy some of them are so self deluded they think they're the good guy here, but deep down you know when you have that nagging voice deep down that tells I think deep down part of them that's buried way deep knows that what they're doing is shameful. And so they want to take it to the comment. They want to take it to the private messages. Um, and, and so you'll see them, they block you, they private message you. Um, they do Instagram stories. Now I feel like an old, old person. Cause I, I kind of still don't get stories. <laughs> like I don't, you're on Instagram. I barely get, get Instagram to start with. So you're ahead of me, Carrie. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what's the point of stories? I think one of the way, one of the point of stories, one of the ways they use stories is to talk about you and then have it be deleted later or something. I don't know, but they, they go into stories and they'll talk about you and, uh, they, they just, they just, they can't engage with you on a level playing field. So they have to make sure they can make their snide little comment and then run away without hearing any disagreement at all. And yet they will say, they project all the time. They will say, you're the bully here. And it's like, you are coming onto, like, for example, on Maria's page, there are people going onto her Instagram page and bullying her and saying hateful, untrue things, like the worst, calling her the worst things you could call somebody, calling her a white supremacist. It's one of the worst things you could say about someone. Calling her a Nazi. That's one of the worst things you could call someone. And to use that word so casually, like it means nothing is insulting to people who've actually been the victim of white supremacy or of, of Nazism. And, and to use it like that, and it's such a callous way. You don't care about the victims of white supremacy. You don't care about the victims of Nazism. You use the word if somebody doesn't like the ice cream flavor you like, you know, like you use it so casually, (laughs) so stupid. So they do, they do. So um, let's let's put up some of the things that these cowardly little bullies have said. All right. Well, here, well, I'll here's a, is this from a story, Carrie, an Instagram story? This is from a story. So th- this one is from, and I like leave their name in there. They're saying this publicly. I'm not gonna take their friggin' name out. Um, this is Hypno S Nits. Is that right? Am I reading that right? Hip, yeah. Hypno Hypno S Nits. No snits. No snits. Okay. So she says, Tuscan Nits is like, this is not a safe space. Um, okay. Yeah. It's not. Like, I don't actually believe we need safe spaces. I don't know if that's what Tuscan Nits is like, 
but yeah, she's been on our channel, which is called Unsafe Space. And um, this came up in a conversation I was having with one of them. I, I use the word conversation loosely because, again, they don't engage in something that that is real conversation usually. But um, the, the, thing about, the thing about safe spaces is safe spaces have been shown. We, we read uh, in book club, we read Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff. Safe spaces don't actually do what they claim to do. They don't help people who they're supposed to, quote, protect and keep safe. They actually harm you. If if you suffer from any type of uh, PTSD or any type of trauma, research has shown time and time again, it doesn't help you to cocoon yourself off and not heal from that trauma. Safe spaces don't help you. Well, not only they do safe spaces not fragile. help you, the word safe, as they mentioned in that book, the word safe has been commandeered to mean things I disagree with or that make me feel emotionally uncomfortable. Safety, that's not what safety is about. Safety isn't not yeah. having to hear ideas you don't like or see things you don't like. That's not safety. That's comfort or whatever. That's not, safety is physical. So they've they've conflated this idea They've conflated the physical with the with the verbal, with language. And this is something we see from the radical left a lot. Antifa does this a lot, right? You, one of your Halloween, one of, I think my favorite Halloween costume of yours was when you, you dressed up, I think on one side, either the front or back, you said your words are violence. And the other side was your silence is violence. That's, that's their ideology, though. Your words are violence. Your words are not violence. Those are two different things. The freedom of speech is not the same as the freedom to use violence. Those are two different things. And what I don't like about the term safe space is the word safe is inappropriate to use in that space. It's not a, it's not a space of physical safety. This is a space of emotional coddling. It's a coddling space. That's what the problem with it. Yeah. So, you know, our show is called Unsafe Space for a reason, which is the, the idea being that you should engage with ideas that you don't like. It doesn't, it doesn't help you to cocoon yourself off in an echo chamber and have no feedback and have no criticism. And, and you know, that's like putting yourself in a cult. And that's why I, I call this, and I don't use that word lightly the way they use the word racism and Nazi and white supremacist lightly. I'm using the word cult with intention. It is a cult of belief and it checks off a lot of, if you look at the characteristics of a cult, it checks off almost all of them. Um, yeah. They, they, it, This ideology encourages you to block, just like that message we saw, to block and unfollow and not interact with anyone who disagrees with you. One of the commenters, some, some, uh, somebody sent me a screenshot of one of the commenters said um, that they came to our unsafe space channel our dumb channel, and they they had to turn it off immediately. Yeah, of course you did because I'm sure because you're weak. I, it's you're weak. You're coddled. You can't you can't listen to someone who has different opinions than you. That's that's not safe for you. That's unsafe. That makes you fragile and weak. Like you should be able to watch one of our episodes, and you might disagree with everything we say. That's okay. But you should be able to listen to it and then articulate why you disagree without you letting your emotions and this this brainwashing control you. But I think that's another good indicator that you're not in control of yourself. 
you have this built-in programming, you have this built-in ideology that's taken you over, and it and it the part of the programming is, you know, cannot interact with this channel, must cut off. Like anything that's like they, they tell you like isolate yourself. Just like in a cult. Isolate yourself with just the people who agree with us. Yeah, and you know, just personally I mean, we all struggle sometimes with emotional responses to things and not being completely rational uh, when we hear mm-hmm. information that count, runs counter to something that we think is true or, or whatever, or a belief that we hold. But one thing that I've, I think, mostly learned to do, I don't do it all the time, but is to recognize when I'm having an, a really negative emotional response, that's, that's, that's the red flag. That's when I have to stop and, and think, like, is this response because I'm triggered by something that I can't, like I don't actually have a counter argument to? Is it bothering me because it's showing me that I'm wrong and that's what's making me upset? Or is am I upset because I know why it's wrong and, and I'm angry for some other reason? And usually you can even, even those, those two actually even feel different usually. But that's that's the moment where if you're an adult and you realize you're having a response that's emotional, and you lack the words to articulate your argument, that's that's the time to step back and rethink what your arguments are. Maybe that person is wrong and you can articulate if you stop and think about it, why they're wrong. But just you know, using that emotion as your response is a red flag that you're likely not thinking at all. Yeah, not thinking at all. You're just immediately, uh, uh, you're acting as a result of your programming. Right. Um, Do you want to look at the next so the next one? I want to look at the, let's see what the next one is. This one is, I think, indicative of the mentality of these people. This is it. Okay. So they are so... Now Describe who, the picture who for people one? who are listening, Carrie. Huh? Well, Des- first, who who's the person up here? I can't see That's it. That's Maria. No, 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 no. Who's the name, the handle of the person? Oh, I don't know. Is. There's The handle is, uh, the handle has kind of two blurred. things written over it, so it's hard to tell. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Um, so this is a picture that this person grabbed from Maria's profile. And it, Maria, if you don't know, doesn't, uh, she's very talented. She doesn't just dye yarn. She also does sewing patterns. And this is her uh, in an outfit that I guess, she sewed herself or maybe she came up with a pattern. I'm not sure, but it's a 1940s design. I love this style of clothing. I love the, I like the twenties, thirties, forties. And we're in the roaring twenties. Now we're going to be seeing a lot more of the cooled old fashioned clothing. Um, but so anyway, this is a 1940s high-waisted skirt and a little blouse and she's wearing it. And it says a 1940s day. Now that's, that's what she, that's what Maria posted. This person, this idiot, and I will name call here. This idiot <laughs> grabbed this photo and circled a 1940s day and then wrote, oh, my God, unfollow this Nazi Tuscanids. <laughs> Carter, I'm just I'm laughing. You have to say something about it. I don't mean I don't know what to say. Uh, the entire 1940s <laughs> references to the 1940s are mean you're a Nazi. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. There's nothing really to say about that. Uh, it's crazy. That's crazy. It's, it's I, uh, obviously it's stupid. 
And it goes, this is the thing though, it, it shows you how little these people have to work with ideologically. They have no good argument. They're, they're just, the ideology, I'll, I'll step back from name calling them. The ideology is moronic. It's just so sophomoric. It is, it, a kindergartner could, could think their way out of this ideology. It is just plain stupid. And as a result of it being just plain stupid, this is all they have to work with. Like, oh, she's wearing a dress from the 1940s. That means she's a Nazi. Burn her at the stake. <laughs> exactly. She's a witch. <laughs> uh. All right. Okay. Okay. So uh, that one's just, yeah, it's just moronic and moronic and idiotic. And But you know what? This We're laughing at it and how idiotic it is, but this is how people's names get their drugs through the mud. This is how people get libeled and slandered. You get enough people in the mob saying stuff like this about her, that she's a Nazi and a white, white nationalist. People go to look her up when she's applying for knitting festivals and stuff. And they're like, oh, look at all this stuff about her being a Nazi. You know, and I guess there must be truth to it. Like that's th- this is funny, but it's also it's also bullying. We we're laughing at it, but this is there's something about this that is um, it's evil. This is an evil thing to do to someone. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I think a healthy response is to laugh because it's so ridiculous, but it's it has a real impact. I mean, it's, it actually did affect her life pretty significantly. It's yeah. probably still affecting her life. And it's just an, it's just an untruth. I mean, un- it's an absurd, ridi- yeah. ridiculous, hateful untruth. Yeah. Okay. So I just sent you two new ones. Can you pull those up? I can. Let's, uh, okay. let's see. So speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of burner at the stake, right? Um, <laughs> yes. One of the things, one of the things that these people, they seem not to have a good knowledge of history. They're not very bright people, and they might, they might be naturally a gift. They might be intelligent, but they're not knowledgeable. There's a difference, and you can, you can have a low IQ and be knowledgeable. You can have an, a high IQ and not be knowledgeable. Like, and uh, but these people are not knowledgeable. They don't know a lot about history. Um, so I don't think they feel person, like they need to know a lot about history. Um, I mean, you don't even, honestly, you don't even really have to know about history to know that referencing a particular decade doesn't make you a particular political ideology. Like, you don't have to know anything about history to know that that's dumb. So, yeah, it, it, it's just but it's just intentional. It's intentional. All right. Here, okay, here's, so, the, here's what you wanted me to pull up. Yeah. OK, so this person. I can't find the story. I had I had a uh, a screenshot of the story, um, but I, I don't I can't find it right now. But this person did a, a story where they called Maria a Nazi, or or th- they were very offended by the yarns and whatever. They said they'd said horrible things about her, and I said to them because it made me laugh because this person has quite a large following. By the way, uh, the handle on Instagram is LVL. 27 the number 27 and then p x l a r t so level 27 pixel art l v l 27 p x l a r t 
Um, they post, they have a huge following. They posted something, uh, hateful about her being a Nazi and they, but they were talking about the knits and this is before we picked the winner. And so I just said, the only thing that would make this funnier is if you tagged it polar hashtag polarized knits so you could still enter to win. <laughs> like I just felt like it wouldn't be funny if, wouldn't it be funny if SJWs were like, you know, she's a hateful white nationalist and I hate these yard names. Hashtag polarized knits. <laughs> 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 like I still want to win. And uh, I really did think that was funny. And so this person immediately says about winning the yarn immediately. Look where this person goes immediately. That's a good idea. I could then burn it or undye it. Burning the yarn, right? Of course. Again, no historical uh, context whatsoever. It doesn't even, this person doesn't even just stop to think who else likes to burn things they hate. And I said, your lot likes to burn things, books. Witches. Um, and then they respond completely unironically and without any self-awareness. They say, and Nazis, we love, we love to burn Nazis. And I'm like, but, but you don't burn yourselves. Weird. <laughs> like, uh, again, talking with these people is, is especially a person that insane. It's, it's not going to go anywhere good. I will say about that particular SJW, they came to my wall and they were very persistent and they didn't block me. And I will give kudos to them for that, even though everything they were saying was ridiculous and <laughs> hateful um, and with lacking self-awareness entirely. Again, this is a bully calling other people a bully. This is a person behaving like a Nazi while calling other people Nazis. I have no doubt in my mind, and I, and I don't say this lightly, that if this person were alive uh, at a different time in history, they would be one of the people gladly putting us in gulags and ovens and they would feel morally just and upright and like a good person while they did it. And absolutely. It just so hap absolutely. And it just so happens that at this time in history, that's not what's happening. They yet. have to contend they have yeah, yet. <laughs> they have to be content with just hounding people online and harassing and bullying. But if they had the power, if they were living in a time where Somebody put them in charge of rounding up the wrong thing. Like they wouldn't hesitate in a second. Like that's what I mean about having historical context. A lot of these people don't have historical context. I mentioned that in a quote about, about these bully, these SJW authoritarians. I said, you know, these are the same people that given the power it, in a different time in history would have been the ones who rounded people up, put them in gulags and ovens. And this is how dumb they are. And again, they might have a high IQ, but the, some of them are pretty dumb. Um, one, a person said, you know, how dare you compare whatever it is you're going through online to being put in an oven? And I'm like, you don't, you, you need help with reading comprehension. You, you don't, I didn't compare anything I'm going through with being put in an oven. I said, this personality type is the type of person that would have put us in gulags and ovens. And if given the power to do so today, they would do so today. I'm talking about a personality type. I didn't say, Oh my God, I had a bad day. It's just like I was put in a gulag. Like <laughs> you, don't, you don't, you don't have any, I, I, I sometimes get frustrated with the online discussions because I'm like, are you really that dumb or yeah. are you just putting? No, I, Carrie, like there's so many examples of this recently that I've seen. I'm not going to bring them up, but online is basically 99% reading comprehension problems. It's just someone says something, someone else doesn't understand what they say. 
what they said and they blow up about it. That's just, I, I feel like that's par for the course with this. It's like we're not teaching reading comprehension. If that were an SAT question, that person would have failed. Exactly. Yeah, that's a fail. That's a fail. <laughs> You're a fail. Fail. <laughs> um, but so, it's. Uh, do you want to move to the next? Um, do you want to move to the next yeah. screenshot? Because I like what they call all this stuff. I notice here. Um, oh wait, why is it not showing up? Oops. Sorry. They call it. Apparently, all this bullying we've been seeing, Carrie, I'm so glad you found this. All this bullying that we've been seeing is really called radical kindness. <laughs> I don't know if you can read this, but it's a, it says Operation Social Justice. It's by Game Crafting. And someone and Game Crafting writes, hate shouldn't be a platform, shouldn't have a platform, but it does. Radical kindness shouldn't be dismissed as social justice warrior BS, but it is. So... <laughs> This is radical so kindness. Maria, Maria actually found this and sent this to me. Um, it, yeah, so they this is a yarn company, and they're, from what I understand, there are two of them now doing this. Um, and this is very interesting. Pull it back up for a second. Uh, sure. Hold on. Um, this is a uh, some type of yarn-related or something account. They have a large following. It's an SJW account. And there are two of these now who have um, taken her idea and imitated it. Uh, this one is uh, the hash. This one is the, the username is Gamer Crafting. Now, this one it, I will I will say this: they're not saying overtly hateful things about her, like saying this Nazi. So at least they have that type of restraint and awareness not to say something that insane. This isn't bullying, uh, but, actually. No, it's not. And actually, I will give gamer crafting kudos because um, they saw something they didn't like, which was her new yarn names, and they decided to turn it into something that they like. And so they are coming out with yarn names, which are not nearly as clever or funny, in my opinion, <laughs> but they're coming out with social justice yarn names and they're selling them. And so there's something about this that gets to a, a really a truth. There's a truth here, which is that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So on one level, they saw what she was doing and they were like, they have to admit that's a genius thing that she did. Like that's a genius move. I'm going to copy it and change it a bit and make it something that I like and I believe in. So kudos to them. I still think they get everything about her wrong and they get us wrong and they get the pushback wrong, and they don't really understand their own belief system. Uh, um, and I, I disagree with this channel's ideology, and I disagree with um, their uh, framing of what's happening here. And I also think they're engaging in dishonesty when they say, like you pointed out, they're calling this radical acts of kindness. That's doublespeak. That's, that's straight up Orwell 1984. That's saying something is... It, you're using words that are the opposite of what they mean. SJW bullying is not a radical act of kindness. <laughs> right. I tried to get you fired. That's a radical act of kindness. Uh, okay. Right. I, I tried to get you banned from conferences and make sure nobody would ever work for you. And I secretly contacted people behind your back and told them not to follow you. And I wanted to, you know, I tried to harm you financially and emotionally because I'm radically kind. Yeah, I called you a Nazi out of radical kindness. <laughs> I called you a Nazi out of radical kind. I libeled you and slandered you online out of radical Well, you know, I'll, I'll give them some. That is a radical way to look at kindness. Um, That's a radical way to look at kindness. Well, okay, so all of that I think they get wrong. Wait, I, I have a question quickly. What are, their, what are their names? What are some of their names? 
for yarns. Oh, let's let's look it up. Um, what was it? Gamer crafting. Yeah, gamer crafting. If gamer. they if if they haven't preemptively blocked me, let's see. <laughs> I'm not blocked. Okay. Uh, they have a new. Oh, look at this. They have a new logo. Look, they're embracing the word. Okay. Oh, you can't see this. It says Operation Social Justice, and there's a little sword. Okay. And it says, I'm a warrior. Of course, it has a, a sword. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm and a warrior, says, what? I'm a warrior. It says, I'm a warrior, like a social justice warrior, and it has a little ball of yarn. Um, so, in the yarn names are, let's see. Oh, oh, on that post, Operation Social Justice, they close the comments. Update, comments close. Okay, that's something they do a lot when they're getting negative comments they don't like. This um, is why mainstream media anyway. doesn't allow comments on news articles anymore, because they don't like the comments. <laughs> yeah, they don't like the comments. Um, okay, so here here's the rest of that postcard, or I'll read it to you. Um, I'll, I'll reread the part you read, and I'll read the rest. Hate shouldn't have a platform. And again, they get they get wrong where the hate is coming from. The hate is coming from this, this so-called social justice wars. Um, but it does. Radical kindness shouldn't be dismissed as social justice or BS, but it is. In the face of growing hate and performative cruelty, that's what they're calling Maria's yarn name. <laughs> okay, that's a new phrase. We should come up with a new yarn. I was going to say, that's a great yarn name. Performative cruelty is your next yarn name, Maria. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> performative cruelty. I had the idea to create yarns with positive names like... now. Now, do you notice what happened here? This is, this is really uh, subtle. She's Is she admitting that all the rhetoric they use, like stay in your lane and emotional labor, are not positive names? Well, I think she's arguing that they're being mocked, which they are. But yes, okay. <laughs> okay. But the truth is they're not positive. Of course, um, yeah. Okay, okay. So these are the names of her yarn. And okay, uh, positive names like trans rights are human rights. And world citizen. Okay, boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you suck. You those I mean the, boring. Those are horrible names. <laughs> honestly, honestly, even the SJWs who buy that crap, you have to admit, it, you don't really like it. <laughs> I know. I mean, come up with something clever. Ah. <laughs> Trans rights are human rights. Um. <laughs> That's, that reminds me of those virtue signaling signs here in Austin that people put in their yards. And it's all these SJW slogans on it. And they put it right in their front yard. And it says, you know, in this house, we believe <laughs> yes, women are people. <laughs> I heard women that trans people. rights is human rights goes well, though. Uh, color palette goes really well with uh, sex as a social construct. So those are, those are good. You can make a sweater out of those, too. Maybe. Uh, well, I was going to say, though, about those signs. Women are people. The reason I'm laughing at that, anybody oh, listening, don't get signs. twisted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, women are people is not something you need to put on a sign. Duh. Well, it kind of makes women. it. I think people unfamiliar with it, it makes them wonder, like, does someone think women aren't people? I mean, I hadn't thought that's of that. my point. That's stupid. Trans rights are human rights. Yeah, they are. Who cares? Like, they are. It's like, Black Lives Matter. Duh. <laughs> like, none of that's radical. None of that's, like, I don't know. They, it's just, it's to me, it's like saying something that's obvious. Um, 
Okay, so anyway, their yarn names are not as funny, and they're not as brilliant. But again, I will say this, because um, I want to say something positive about this, because I do have something positive to say. This is a person, again, SJWs, you may hate us. You may call us all kinds of untrue things that, you know, you whatever. But um, if you want to be productive or a little more productive than you are in just going around harassing people – Create something. Create your own thing. This person created something. I may think it's lame. They probably have a problem with that word. That's ableist. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what they would call ableist. But um, but they created something. They took something they didn't like, and they made something they like. And I will give them kudos for that. As you know, as long as the day, what is it? For as long as the day is long. I don't know that phrase. Anyway, well, I'll give them no kudos. one begrudges them for that, though. No one would be angry at them for oh. doing that. Like, I'm not, who cares? They're not hurting anyone doing this. They're putting a product out on the market. I think it's dumb, but whatever. They're, they're not, they're minding their own business when they do this in a way that they're, they're not, they're not bullying. They're not causing anyone else harm. Yeah. They're, they're just doing that. But, but and they're I, the exception, no, not the rule. There's a reason I didn't go to that post and comment because I have nothing to say to them. I mean, if I said anything, it would be something positive. Like I have nothing. So that that's a difference in how they behave too because they go to Maria's posts and they complain and moan and uh, air their grievances and make their demands <laughs> and make their threats and you know they can't be they can't just look at something they don't like and then go create something else or go buy yarn somewhere else. They have to like stomp their feet like little toddlers and try and get you to bend to their will. And I don't, I didn't see, maybe there were, but I didn't see any people in their comments who were were like, your line is awful and I'm going to try to get it pulled and let me go and contact anyone you've ever worked with and tell them not to work with you and let me go into your, you know. I'm telling Instagram that you have these yarns. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was one of the best. Um, so one of the comments, uh, people, oh, do you still have that screenshot? I do. I do. I thought you might want to see it soon. So this is, this is more par for the course, how they behave. This is how they behave versus how we behave. So this is from Rosemond where the second O is a zero. And do you want me to read it or you want to read it? Can you see it? Yeah. Read it. Read it. Dear Instagram. Instagram is tagged. So, dear at Instagram and Instagram for business, please remove Tuscan Knits and unsafe spaced IG accounts. They are actively promoting racism and violence in my community. Please help. <laughs> I add the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, hey, we're not. Should, you should. are promoting racism and yeah. violence in your community. You are. That's you doing that. You not are. Us. That's you. So it shouldn't have to be said, but uh, neither of us promote racism or violence. In fact, we spend, I would say, the better part of our entire podcast is speaking against racism <laughs> and this ideology, which is racist. And, and um, what's, the, what's the principle that I talk about all the time that my politics are based on, Carrie? Uh-oh. Uh, Universality. No, that's a good one. I always talk about the non-aggression principle. Oh, the non-aggression I'm against, principle. I'm yes. against the initiation of the use of force for any reason by anyone. So how's that violent? Oh, because words are violent and 
you've conflated language with action. That's why. Yeah. So this is, uh, we talk about how this, this is a good illustration of, can you put it back up for one second? Uh, yeah. Um, again, we, this ideology is authoritarian and we don't, I, we don't use words lightly. I don't use words without thinking about what they mean. Authoritarian is not just some word we throw out the way that they throw out their buzzwords. Authoritarianism, they are, they have a need to control other people. Um, they're a big part of that is through censorship and through force. And if they can't use the force of law to throw you in a gulag or to put you in prison, um, they'll use the force of the social media companies if they can. And so this is a person, this is a person who is, has a dark little authoritarian heart who wants to control other people, doesn't like Tuscan knits yarn names <laughs> and wants to get <laughs> her banned from Instagram. I would say, and, and us as well. And would like, if, if would like to get us thrown in the figurative, uh, Instagram gulag, <laughs> like, the figurative Instagram of like, like do banish these people from the site, you know, like this is what I mean by you give this person Rosemond, Rosemond, give Rosemond the power to do away with you physically, not just online. And Rosemond would do it in a second. Like, yeah. Rosemond's <laughs> warming up the ovens as we speak. Yeah. So, uh, I, can you imagine being so upset about yarn that, Instead of just not following the accounts with the yarn you don't like, you have to reach out to the company and ask them to ban the account that makes the yarn and the account that supports the account that makes the yarn because she's our friend and we like her. Yeah, it's so fragile and weak and cowardly. And again, that's what bullies are at their heart. I think well, and I just just to be clear, also people on the left who support this stuff, when the if you win your battle and you end up being in charge, the, the person who takes charge will be the biggest bully. It's Attila the Hun that wins that. When you have a battle between, when your competition is between who can be a bigger bully and more violent, the most violent psychopath wins. And that person, you'll be in the, you'll be in the gulags with us. You'll probably be there first because you're weak. You can't even handle arguments online. So yeah. you're not you're not even going to be part of the new authoritarian regime. You are going to be thrown into the gulag probably first because you helped pave the way, but now they don't need agitators and they don't need weak people and they're just going to get rid of you. So you imagine that you're going to be the one wielding the gun at the end of the day in your little fantasy of authoritarianism, but you're not. You're going to be in the gulag with us. There'll be someone bigger and badder and more of a bully who puts the gun towards you like that. Re there always again, is. This is. I don't think they don't have a good historical knowledge. They don't have a depth of knowledge and they're not curious about history, but like read Gulag Archipelago. Maria has, I haven't, I started it, but I haven't, it is a dense read, but read it. it you, the, everyone, all the informants read about what happened. They would get turned on. People were turning on, they were turning in family members and then, and then somebody would turn that, them in. Neighbors are turning on each other. Um, well, this is why you safe. see the, the, the radical left, the social justice left, eat their own all the time. You see a mild version of that now, right? They're, they eat their own constantly. Yeah. They to oh, it's, it's a, 
this is why I wish I had gotten interested in history at an earlier age, because I think it might have inoculated me against becoming a part of this cult, um, because I would have known this has all happened before. Like, human nature, we have, I, I definitely believe in what Peterson talks about, and I know, I'm trying to remember where he, I think he got it from Solzhenitsyn, who wrote The Gulag Archipelago, that the line dividing good and evil runs down the heart of every man. That's a Solzhenitsyn quote. Um, that Peterson talks about. And that's true. Like humans have a great capacity for good. And we also have a great capacity for evil. And all of this evil that you, the evil ways that you see people behave, they've always behaved in that way. I mean, we talked about on the podcast, um, how I just recently read uh, the Nietzsche's, uh, the part where he writes about the tarantulas, which if you read tarantulas, it's like you're reading it, it, it will blow your mind that something so old is so current because he's talking about social justice warriors and, and they just, at this particular time in history, they don't currently have the power to physically use the law yet to round us up and to punish us with the, with brute force. They only have the power, this limited power online. Currently they have this limited power in the, in the public sphere, uh, in social media, they rely on self-censorship they rely on us censoring ourselves currently. They rely on uh, social pressure. They rely on the media. They use the media to bully people. So this this will take us to the BuzzFeed article. BuzzFeed did a piece on Maria and the New Yard line that came out today. And uh, the, the writer, you can tell, the writer, I hesitate to use the term journalist. <laughs> the writer is an SJW. Um, it's obvious. Now they, they don't, they don't, they don't go full out like attack mode, but there's a couple things they say in there. Um, the the word choice that they use is completely biased, um, but at least they let her. At least they the writer talk to her and let her say her piece. Um, but they use there are so many SJWs in media. Like I, uh, most of most of my cohorts, the people who were indoctrinated the same time I was about 20 years ago. Most of my friend, my fellow SJW friends, or former friends, <laughs> a lot of them, um, they went into media, they went into academia, they went into entertainment, like I did. They went into all these different spheres of influence, and there's a ton of SJW media, and um, and they you they don't have the power to round us up physically and to physically harm us yet, but they have the power to use the media um, to form narratives against us anyone who steps out of line or doesn't agree with their belief system, they have the power to create narratives and to, um, and to intimidate people and bully people in that way. So you're just seeing the limits of the power they have now, but make no mistake, that person rose me to whoever, like if they had more power, they would use it. They would use it to the dark little heart's content. Well, and most of the media is to some degree, social justice, I won't say warriors, but they at least adopt the social justice ideology. And that's just because that's the default ideology that's taught in universities. So uh, you, you have kids <clears throat> kids raised with basically no guidance in how to think. No one teaches, for example, any kind of critical thought in high school. There's no logical fallacies or any kind of you know, rational thinking courses, just courses in basic logic, not not taught and philosophy is so corrupt that any philosophy they learn is is horrible and they go to college and uh 
they've they've had religion torn down, so they have nothing to believe in, and they've got no ability to really critically think on their own. You would hope that maybe college would help them by teaching them some critical thought, but instead, college teaches them critical theory, which is totally different than critical thought. It's the opposite of critical thought. So even ones who aren't activists are by default in the media, in the cathedral generally, they accept this ideology. And so they might not even realize they're biased a lot of times because this is just how they think about the world. And I don't know that this reporter, this reporter probably was intentionally biased because she did not talk to Maria about some stuff she could have. And she said Maria was unavailable for comment. And yet, uh, wait, to be clear, she, she did talk to her, Yes, but but then she said she was unavailable for comment for a rebuttal. Yeah, but she also didn't contact other people because she she had Dr. Carlin wrote a, a long series of tweets about this, and, and Dr. Carlin uh, gave her other information, and the reporter was dishonest in how she used and presented that information. Not surprising. The reporter well, makes she, it sound like, oh, we don't really know who's the, the reporter tried to make it sound like there wasn't actually bullying that happened to Maria. This is just kind of some internal disagreement in the knitting world, which is not true. Yeah, she also mentioned our channel and uh, described us in a way that was inaccurate. That's why Carter said at the beginning, we're not a channel dedicated to whatever it was she said. Um, Although we do talk about SJW ideology quite a bit, that's not our purpose. You can read our purpose in our mission statement. And um, uh, she didn't contact us for any kind of quote. She just talked about our channel. And she had your contact Uh, information because Dr. Carlin gave it to her. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, Carter just went to wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) That was supposed to be, you weren't supposed to like say anything. That was subtle, Carrie. You've ruined it. (sighs) I got, we got to wrap it up. Wrap it up, Carrie. Let's wrap it up. I gotta go to, I gotta go to my job. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to be announcing the date for book club very soon. Um, if you want to see our very first video again about all of the SJW wars and knitting, and it's very applicable, you don't have to be in knitting. It's going to give you a blueprint for how this stuff unfolds in whatever community you're in. I saw somebody say it, they saw this unfold in some baby pattern group or something. Um, you can find that video, uh, on our channel and it was called, uh, uh, SJW knitting circle of hell. We also I'll did put a, a link an to interview. It below. Cool. We also did an interview with Maria Tuscan on Deprogrammed on Unsafe Space. Uh, you can watch that. And you can check out Catherine Jepson Moore's excellent reporting uh, on, on this this entire situation at Colette. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Oh. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. And you can go to Subscribestar to support us financially. Or if you want to use crypto instead of fiat, just go to unsafespace.com and you'll see a donate button. And there's ways to donate through crypto as well. We will see you, you all tomorrow. Also, Thanks for watching. You can also you can also oh. pay us in hats. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Carter, Carter's like, no, we have to make a living from this at some point. <laughs> you can pay me in hats. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But this is just an extra extra if you want. Thank you, Heather two nine six. Okay. Bye everyone. <laughs>